How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, homos. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Happy Healthy Homo with me, Keegan Hurst. And me, Joel Wood. We did full names then. Yeah, um, we did. We're still boyfriends, aren't we? Still. Still boyfriends. Hanging in there. Yeah, you'll notice that we're in a different spot. Um, yeah, this, 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 episode, usual yeah this is not our usual setup. Yeah, Keegan's come in fancy dress as a cushion. I have come uh, dressed <laughs> as a cushion. So <laughs> thank you, Joel. I feel so loved. Um, uh, yeah, we're in a new setup because we're in London today. We normally record in Leeds. Yeah, um, I got a nosebleed, didn't I, coming out with a north? <laughs> You did. Started like shaking uh, yes. out of your home yeah. habitat. I had to take my flat cap off. Uh, I didn't even, but I didn't leave Fen at home. I brought my whippet with me. So, yeah, it's so yeah. And he keeps saying hello to strangers, and I'm like, we don't do that. Here. We don't do that. Stop here. saying hello to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we're in London, I'll hand this over to you, Keegan. Why well, are we in London? Well, this is our very first episode of Happy Healthy Homo where it's not just. Me and Joel waffling at each Finally. other. <laughs> Finally, we get some sensible conversation. Yeah. We've got a guest, uh, our very first guest. Andy is in the studio with us. Um, I'm not going to intro Andy. This this man is a, a legend. Um, something that we wanted, we, we were really passionate about when we started Happy Healthy Homo was we wanted to get relatable, regular people and i say regular in the nicest possible way Andy. um as opposed to average um <laughs> regular in the sense of don't have a massive social media presence but mm. just in the trenches regular regular guy and we wanted to get andy on so andy welcome to happy healthy homo you are an honorary 
homo for the day. Well, you're a full-time homo. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was weird. <laughs> uh, welcome, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Great to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. Are you feeling all right? I'm all right, yeah. But you, the social media, not my setup. So this is very <laughs> alien. But you know what? It's good. All is good. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, do you want to intro yourself? Tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, how we know each other. Um, yeah, go on. So I'm Andy. Uh, I'm a doctor. I'm 52. Um, and the main reason why I am here is to give the insight about coming out as an older man because I only came out last year at the age of 51. Woo. Yes. Big, big raps. And it, and it was it was an event, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that it's last 18 months has been full on. Yeah. You know, but so many good things, so many good things that actually all the little hiccups, all the slight difficulties, all the worries, the anxieties, and maybe the odd tear, you know, all worthwhile at the end of it. So um, I kind of guess there's a story there to be told in general. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice to hear all worth it right at the top of the podcast. Uh, so yeah. we don't... Don't <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be bad. Like, don't do it. No, no, definitely not. Well, we'll, we'll tell, tell us a bit about... Uh, tell us a bit about that then. So you you came out at 51. Yeah. Um, why, why then? Why not a year before? Why not 10 years before? Why not another five years down the line? What was it that got you to that point where you thought, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this? Yeah, I've been pondering this a lot. And I mean, the first time we met, I remember having a conversation with you and it was very easy then, the fact that it was remote, you were somebody on the other side of a screen that we kind of skirted around it and it was like, I'm not coming out. Yeah. And that was it. It was like a non-starter for me. Yeah. Can we well, just let's clarify just that? Clear it yeah. Because how you guys met, because people that okay. may be watching, they don't sure. know. Yeah. So I reached out to Keegan through PTIQ, which is now GMC or Gay Men Coaching. And um, at that point, really unhealthy, quite overweight, really difficult time in terms of work. And it just comes to the point when I realized I've got an injury playing hockey, which I used to love. Um, and I thought, if I don't get myself sorted, then I won't be able to play hockey again. And I could, of course, just gone to a local gym and figured it out. Um, but for some reason, you're, you came up on some sort of social media or Facebook or something. Thank you, Algo. And I reached out. And then you s reached back and said, great, thanks so much, we should chat. At which point I ran away for about six months. <laughs> and then... A natural response. <laughs> People and, have said I am quite scary. <laughs> and then I did, we did, and this time I actually did make an appointment, and then we did meet, um, and then we had this conversation, and then I joined PTRQ. So when I joined in my brain, or what I said to myself, it was all about getting fit and healthy. So it wasn't about the coming out. You were like, I'm Absolutely not going to come out. Absolutely not. Absolutely and that's not of interest to me. 100%. I just want to get in shape. Yeah. Mm. That's what I told myself. Mm. Yeah. But then... Did you think subconsciously, me being obviously a flagrant homosexual of the parish and <laughs> talking about that a lot, do you think that was that was obviously something? Because like you say, you could have just yeah. gone somewhere I mean, um, I, I was clearly being like a moron to myself at the time <laughs> because like, why else would I reach out to somebody I'd never met before on the internet for fitness group you know, when the reality is I can work a lot of things out myself. I can sort my diet out myself. Mm. I could go to a gym and find a PT there. Mm. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so clearly there was a reason why I reached out to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think all of that was the subtext and the subconsciousness. But even then, I remember very clearly the first maybe four months, all the online meetings, my face was covered either by my hand yeah, or by yeah, a scarf. Yeah. Just the paranoia that somebody would take some sort of shot and put it on social media and my secret would be and out. like out, yeah. Wow. And and you know what as well, mate? It's, it's <laughs> so it's it's so funny that because of you know I was I didn't come out until I I was twenty seven. Yeah. And that fear of and you you were thirty right and and that no, twenty six. Oh whatever. <laughs> that was last year. Young, <laughs> I didn't come out I last year. I, but, I think, yeah. I was. It's because you act right, like an old right. nana. I think you're older. <laughs> <you are>. um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but that that fear of someone taking a, a photo and like out in you yeah. and putting it on like the parish notices is it's such an overwhelming fear and then you think what would a person have to like and i know it happens and it's a terrible thing to yeah. happen but for somebody to go out of the way and do that it would it, it's quite a long shot it's example, long shot it's it, a big fear for well it was and it and you know i i'm gonna appreciate that. i'm gonna say a lot of things that may sound completely ridiculous Cue the trolls. I appreciate some of this is ridiculous and I'm going to ignore nasty comments. I mean, it's your experience. But, no one can argue But even that. like going into a group which is set up really predominantly to coach gay men, I still had that fear. Yeah. Even these people I'd not met before, I still had that complete paranoia that they were going to somehow think, oh, that's good. I'm going to take a shot because, oh, I've heard he's a doctor and I'm going to put it on social media or something. And, and why, why was that so bad for you? Obviously, you, you weren't ready to come out, but what was <clears> the fear that if you were outed you know what had kept you in the closet to so yeah i mean it's i think probably the, th the thing that a lot of people have it was probably feeling of shame feeling of rejection the worry that actually people would find out and then they just want nothing to do with me and i'll mm. be alone i mean mm. essentially that was it yeah. yeah um and then in terms of going back why it was that i started to come out or thought about that process was was joining the group so the first thing was actually probably feeling actually I've got a safety net here there's a group of people here who are gay men who are happy friendly cheerful who are welcoming who at this point in my brain still didn't realize that I was gay to me they thought I was in my brain I thought they <laughs> they thought I was straight okay okay <laughs> okay that was denial's a, not just a river yeah, in Egypt, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember the first time in I kind of told them because we were going to meet up for social in Soho and go to a gay bar in London. And that terrified me. Yeah. And so I had to either face up to it at that point or run away and leave PTIQ and not face up to it. Sure. And I decided, no, do it. So I might have cried a few tears and typed up a little message to the guys, all of whom were amazing. And so that first step was done. But even then... It was, I've come out, but within a very confined group within yeah. the fitness group. And that and was obviously everyone was zone. okay with that. So and they were amazing. Yeah. All of them just amazing. And then from that point, it was very easy to me. It's then decided, okay, I've now got to make a decision. I'm going to come out to family and friends. Mm. And I remember having that conversation with you um, and started having counselling at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I mean, people kind of go, well, why do you have counselling maybe? The answer for me is I had so much stuff that had built up over so many years yeah, yeah. that actually even having spoken to people within the group, the thought of my family knowing utterly terrified me. 
mm. literally to clammy palms, would make me cry, would just make me want to run for the hills. And, and do you have a good relationship with your, with your family? Oh, amazing. Yeah. And I'm not the first gay person in the family. So I've got a lesbian cousin, for example, who came out a few years ago. I met her and her wife, and they were just amazing. Of course, the family were completely cool. Yeah. And this is, again, the whole thing that I didn't think straight. I thought at that point I couldn't accept me. And mm. so I didn't think I was in that scenario. But even then when I thought about coming out, I still thought even though I've seen that, everybody's going to reject it's me. It's going to be different for me. It's going to be different for me. It's me. Everybody's going to reject me. Yeah. It's it's funny, I just because mm. you had that and you had that as well, didn't you? Like, well, yeah, with my older brother being gay, and admittedly, it wasn't completely smooth sailing when he came out, but eventually, by the time I came out, it was, and everything was fine. Everyone like loves my brother and loves his partner, but I was like, well, it's okay for him. Like to have one gay son is fine, but to have two, yeah. like they're gonna just reject me. So I, I relate to it, that. It's of, funny, like how our brain yeah. contorts and. Uh, defies logic Completely. and you was the same log yeah. you know two yeah. logical guys and and this goes for anybody yeah. going it's, through the process it, it was it's it's crazy and and it's, of course you know for the counseling part was superb and i have to say 100% that actually if it wasn't for like the counseling that you gave me um but actually reaching out and having some formal counseling who yeah, actually really helped me just unlock a whole load of stuff mm. to get me to that point where really just taught me through what I was feeling, why I was feeling it, mm. the reality, kind of like going, now Andy, do you really think that? And actually just yeah. get the rational side of me engaged yeah. again. Just challenging that yeah, little completely. bit. Completely. And that was a game changer. So I remember from first starting that, which was about March, I kind of said to the counsellor, okay, going to come out and we're going to do it in May, which is when my mum's coming down to visit me. My mum's 83 um, and just before my birthday. Um, so I said, that's clearly a time. So we've got eight weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was like, and he's like, you know, and, and it worked and it happened. And it was a, a really difficult um, time to lead up to that. Mm. But then the coming out bit was... You know, I kind of felt awful. <laughs> so my mum was visiting me to, for part of her, <laughs> for her birthday or Christmas present from the year before. So we're doing a whole load of treat stuff. But in my head, I decided I had to tell her and yeah. she had to know first. And so we'd had a lovely day out in London. And, uh, and John, my counsellor, was saying, you're never going to make it the whole day, she'll know. <clears throat> and I almost didn't. I had a bit of a breakdown in the middle of the supermarket in the morning, in the middle of the aisle, which was a bit mortifying. But made it through the day, and then we came back, <clears throat> had a chat in the back garden in the sunshine. All went amazingly, and then we popped open a bottle of pink champagne because it had to be pink because <laughs> I just came out. <laughs> of course, uh, of and she was amazing. And it was amazing. So, so I remember that that whole time frame really clearly. And she was just amazing, which is my mum. And then, but I think she didn't really have much of an idea. And then at a later point when I could, because I wanted to ideally do it face-to-face, -face, I told my sister face-to-face, -face, who again was amazing. My brother, I told online, because we weren't going to be seeing each other, so I told him over the um, over like a, a video call. Mm. And he was like, oh, mate, I worked out 25 years ago. <laughs> uh, and I was like, huh. I thought Classic it was supposed exactly. to be a surprise. <laughs> so, uh, you could have let me know. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so he was, he was amazing. And then I told my two really close friends, went over and spoke to them. 
again, all uniformly just brilliant. And so, you know, it was varied from, well, who cares, which is nice yeah. in a way because mm-hmm. it's true, to do you want to talk more about it? Yeah. Why? Uh, you know, is there anything that it was a problem with me that I you couldn't tell me? Yeah, and yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. And I've told all of them that the problem was I couldn't accept myself yeah. until that moment mm. in time. And then mm. it felt safe. And it was clear to me it was the time to come out. Whereas up to that point, it had been, it never felt that I could. Yeah. So moving on slightly yeah. from the actual coming out process, mm. people talk about coming out, but then they sort of, they hear the story and then they go, oh, cool, you're done now. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, but how was the integrating into the gay community? Like, because that's a huge thing. It's like, oh, I've come out, but what do I do now? Like, am I supposed to behave differently? Or like, where do I make people, my gay friends? And like, people think you're a fully fledged gay, don't you? Yeah. Just like you've popped out of a glitter ball and here you are. Yeah. But there's still a lot of processing. Oh, yeah. Isn't there? Mm. So in actual fact, coming out was was great. Hi. And then that's the turbulent eight, nine, ten months after that is just working out actually now who the hell I am mm. and places in society and within gay community. And I was really, really naive because up until that point, I'd never dated. I'd not had relationships because work meant I, I buried myself in work to avoid the whole scenario. So okay. I don't have to face up to it. I just work. I don't have time for dating. I don't have time for relationships. I don't mm. have to acknowledge anything about sexuality. Mm. And so then I got to a stage where, huh, there's this whole thing called dating and how do you meet people? <laughs> and, how <do> you <laughs> and all of that. And that was a nightmare for me because growing up in the era that I did was a big reason why it was such a terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we had public health warnings. It was the start of HIV and AIDS. I saw lots and lots and lots of people dying at terrifyingly young age. So basically, Especially in my brain, doctor, it was, yeah. you have sex with another man, you're going to die of AIDS. Yeah. We had queer bashing on the streets all of the time in London. We had nail bombing because it was a gay bar yeah, the, in London. The Admiral, yeah. And I was a sports player, so I did team sports. Yeah. There is no way on earth I would have been accepted in the team at that point if mm. I was openly gay. Mm. So society for them was really hostile. And I appreciate fully that it can still be hostile now. Yeah. But I think it has moved on significantly. Um, but then because of that, I had no exposure. So I didn't understand. Somebody told me recently about all the different tribes. So I was like, oh, mate, I've only just got to come to become gay. <laughs> and then they like, go, well, what, what tribe are you? And I'm like, I don't know. What are yeah. they? And they said, oh, well, you might be a wolf. You might be a bear. You might be a... I was like, I don't know. I'm just Andy and I'm gay. You yeah. know? <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. So I found the kind of integrating afterwards really difficult. And that really actually made me more upset. Having gone through this phase of saying... It denying I'm gay, accepting I'm gay and mm. coming out, mm. to where the hell do I fit in? Yeah. Because I've found very few people who really kind of were like me. Mm. So there were the, the PTIQ GMC group who I knew predominantly online and we've met face to face. But within London, I didn't at that point really know very many people in London at all. And there were a couple of people... Uh, there's one guy called Gus, another guy called Fran, both of whom know each other and both of whom I met on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And both of them were people that I reached out to because they were showing something really positive representation as gay men. And I just sent a message saying, 
by the way, I think this is amazing and mm. really positive representation. In this point, I wasn't out. Talk, talk me through, talk everybody through what, what, what did that positive representation look like to you? What were you seeing that it, made you go, I, so I don't like that? It was portraying two men in love with each other. So they were, they're not together, but they've both got long-term partners. Mm. One's married, the other one's got a long-term partner. And they'd be posting pictures, which were clearly of gay men who were just, you know, profoundly in love. Yeah. And I, I was in at the point that it was out, was in the closet at this point, and I just sent a message saying, you know, this is amazing. This is my scenario. I want to be you at some point. I want to be in that scenario yeah. at some point. Which is a brave thing to do. Like it's a bit of a roll of the dice. Well, it was. Um, and not everybody on Instagram is very chatty, but <laughs> these two. So Fran, I then saw professionally because he's a, a physio and literally has had me you know, expelling my heart and my soul on the physio table and lots of tears. Gus has just been a guy who has just been the voice of reason and has just been super, super helpful. So those were my two points of reference in, in London, but they're younger than me. They, you know, have a different social circle. It kind of felt that I should be in their circle. That's how I'm going to join in the community. Yeah. But I didn't. And I'm I'm not the same as them. And I'm very mm. different, although we happen to be really good friends. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of slightly felt a bit like an alien in all the different areas because I wasn't, I'm not going to go out clubbing much. If I do, it takes me six months to recover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do that. Um, you know. I'm the rest. So, so, so I kind of couldn't quite work it all out. And then I kind of realized... Really, I think over the last three, four months when I've been much more happy with myself is that ultimately I've just got to be happy with me. Yeah, starts with you. And I saw this lovely, I heard this lovely phrase recently is that like if you, um, is it like if you, uh, if you want to attract butterflies, you, you chase after the butterfly, the butterfly flies away. But if you make a really beautiful garden, then the butterflies are going to come to you. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought, actually, that's true. I've just got to be that beautiful garden. And then everything will just happen around that with me being happy about me. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've got to focus on. Yeah. Healthy people attract healthy people, don't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, hurt people, toxic people attract hurt toxic people. It's, mm. Yeah. So I realized I can have friends in any tribe or yeah. any lifestyle. You know, if they look after me, they've got my best. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Interests at hearts and we, we're good yeah. friends and we're good friends and the rest of it Definitely. doesn't matter. Well, I think that's the harmful thing about these tribes and assigning labels. I know some people find comfort in that and they yeah. like the label and they like having a tribe. But I don't know, it sounds like with you and the same with us where it's like, actually, I don't, I can be friends with anyone as long as they're you get along, they're a decent yeah. person. Yeah. And I got really confused and because, <laughs> so it was on the back of the first event from Leeds, one of the, the PTIQ live events. Uh, and I was travelling back on the motorway with two of the guys in the group and they were trying to explain the tribes to me and show me examples like Googling stuff on the cars we were driving back. <laughs> and that, I wasn't driving, the driver wasn't, by the way, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> and I'm like, going, huh, okay well, okay, well, I don't think I'm a bear. Okay, so they gave me examples of that's me and then I don't think I'm that. And I'm like going, oh, well, I'm not a twink and I'm not this. I'm like, going, I just don't know. I don't fit into any of them. I am a twink. But I can kind of <laughs> I can kind of see how people like that and how they can see mm. that perhaps maybe like a similar tribe we're going to kind of we've got some yeah. interest we're going to go we're to we're going to automatically other. get but, but then, it's basing it off of just physical attributes isn't it maybe not, I yeah. but I kind of just felt I didn't fit into any of them mm. yeah. which made it then even slightly worse yeah but it's, it's interesting that you've gone through that way you go you feel ostracized because like Joel said something that's based on an aesthetic not unless you know not to do with a physique but just a look whether you're hairy or not or whatever that can be really comforting but like I say if you don't naturally fit into that then you go well am I an alien what's wrong with me and it comes back you come back to that but then for you to be able to take a step back and with all the work that you've done on yourself through therapy and tending your garden <laughs> you know you've been able to um, that sounds like a euphemism doesn't it, it does doesn't it um, but, <laughs> but that allows you to then look at things on a bigger picture doesn't it? it it does and i cannot say how much work has gone into that mm. so you know hats off to you for uh, helping me through all of this lot and hats off to john my counselor who's been you know as the patience of a saint and has been and i think that's really in true i think that whole process Here's the point which has allowed me to get to the point I am now. There is no way that I could have had that attitude even six months mm, ago. Mm. But actually, I've gone through a process of literally talking about it into tears or even just running away, not even confronting it, to be able to say it, to dealing with the emotional roller coaster afterwards. You know, you know, somebody said to me, You're like a 50 year old bottle of champagne that's been shaken and now the cork's come yeah, out. Yeah. And literally, my emotions were literally just. I yeah. said to John, I have like emotional vomits. I'm like a puking child. Yeah. Mm. They will all just come out and I can't control it. Mm. And then you kind of like decipher it all and you unpick it mm. all and that's what's happened. Mm. And then all that roller coaster seems to have settled with just a lot of hard work and understanding. Mm. I mean, it's still not perfect. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And yeah. you could probably still make me blub pretty easily today <laughs> if you wanted to. But I, it, but, yeah. I, but I think <laughs> but that's it's that, much better. That's the important thing to get across. No one's perfect. No one's ever no. got it all figured out. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking your time to work it out. So it's good that you've given yourself that. Do you, what was your perception of the gay community before you came out and work versus what it is now? Because I'm assuming part of that as well is going out of you not coming out. Maybe you had certain perceptions of the gay community, <coughs> but now you're out, you're going, oh, I like my views have changed on on the gay community or like my, my expectations weren't accurate or perceptions yeah i find that i find it difficult so the if i look back to when i was much younger and 
what were my perceptions were then, I found that really difficult because there was, there was no actual representation publicly. Well, mm. there was, and the public representation initially was Liberace. Mm. Then a bit later on, I remember Elton John, Boy George, um, Freddie Mercury. So those were the ones that I could see in the public eye on a regular basis, none of whom really felt like they represented me and who mm. I was. In terms of sports people, the only person that I can think of growing up that was openly gay was, is it John or Justin Fashionly? One yeah, of the Fashionly John, brothers, yeah, John, who I think committed, sadly committed suicide. Yeah, just, Justin Fashionly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so all my perceptions were, were sort of like I'd heard about, which was essentially a clubbing scene, yeah. um, you know, and you know, a promiscuous clubbing scene that I, yeah. I'd heard about but knew nothing more. Mm. And then with time, things have clearly changed so that it is far more mainstream. We're seeing visibility on TV. We are having, you know, famous people who in all sorts of walks of life coming out, which is great because that's really what I needed when I was a youngster. Yeah. That would have actually really helped me understand who I was because I didn't probably start figuring this out till I was about 19 or 20, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, so when I came out, kind of when I got my head around it to come out, I guess... I had a better understanding that actually anybody could be gay doing any walk of life, any profession. Um, and it's not just the stereotypes that perhaps were thrown out in the media when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. And I guess coming out has just reinforced it. Mm. I've met some of the most charming, lovely, supportive, helpful people, you know, yeah. who don't necessarily give me physical hugs all the time, but give me emotional hugs online all the time. Mm. And, you know, and that's been great. Yeah. So actually I don't have a negative perception because all the bits that I've experienced have been super mm -hmm. positive and there are bits that I haven't experienced yeah. so I can't really comment on those. Yeah, but yeah. that's really reassuring for some of our listeners because we do have lots of older gay men who maybe lots of them haven't come out or they yeah. might be married and have kids or they you know they don't want to come out or maybe they do and they're they're working that out yeah and so that's really reassuring I think for them to hear that that your perception was perhaps wrong or not wrong but it was a very limited perception and the reality mm. of coming out wasn't as scary it wasn't as it wasn't what you'd built it up in your head to be yeah that kind of instant fear of rejection was 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 completely gone and actually all i got i found it the reason why i found it difficult to process it was like a tsunami of love just came my way and i just found it overwhelming yeah. i couldn't quite cope with that amount of loved support and all just in one go what i wanted mm. to do was just take a tiny little aliquot of it mm. and then save the rest just to be continuously drip fed yeah and it, and, and that was a hugely hugely profound and, and kind mm. of moving yeah. and oh just the most reassuring thing it really yeah. was incredible so i'm just wondering do you think having a community of people you were saying with ptiq or now it's gmc keegan's coaching business which he won't talk about because he's too modest but i can because i'm not involved with it uh but do you think that has helped having a community of like-minded people who are on a similar journey to you physically emotionally yeah because you because you played sport as well like i did and, and being part of a team of a group of people with similar values and and things it goes it goes a long way yeah it was the it was the first time realistically that i'd hung out with you know gay men mm. even if it was online and so it, it did it felt like a safe place and i think that feeling of safety is the first step to mm, beginning yeah. to think okay this could be an okay thing to yeah. think about well it's literally like that safety net isn't it that what, if you were to fall you sort of, <clears throat> ooh, yeah. sort of <laughs> catch yourself i keep hitting them well it was uh, and the 
<clears throat> and it and it was interesting. I kind of thought about it a lot, but the fact that it was still also a bit remote. Mm-hmm. So until the point that I met them all for the first time face to face in the March, it was all online where I could turn the video off, I could cover my face. So actually sharing a bit of emotion online, Anonymous knowing that it was yeah. in a really confined group that wasn't going to get shared outside and visible outside, yeah. felt safe and yeah. I could. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to learn that actually just being a little bit open and sharing emotions and expressing myself was a really good thing. And actually people then understood and then gave me a whole load of positivity back. Yeah. And so it kind of just, I think, just probably steamrolled from there. Yeah. yeah. So obviously being, being part of that group, you're in great shape. Like you've just done a photo shoot. He's just done a photo shoot. I'm going to put the pictures up thing um, <laughs> from where he was at to where he is. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. is a big transformation. <laughs> yeah, big, big, big transformation. Yeah. And and it's it's. I always think it's incredible how often people's emotional transformation ties in with a physical one. Mm-hmm. People think that they're separate. But I, I don't want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about like coming out, coming out, or being part of the gay community. Th- th- something that we talk a lot about on this podcast and people talk about in general is the standards, yeah. the physical standards that are set for people to adhere or not to. Yeah. Did did you feel, were you motivated by that in any way? Or and have you, do you feel that now that you're kind of in the dating world and experience it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get completely what you mean. So, uh, dating world will move quickly on, swiftly on for that because that's not necessarily the most enriched part of my life at the moment. Okay. Uh, but in terms of the physique, I mean, I, I, I came in 106, seven kilos, now about 88, 89 kilos. Uh, unfit, now fit. And the reason that I wanted to change was purely I wanted to do sport, I wanted to be fit, I wanted to have longevity in that sport. Yeah. That was my driver. And I remember speaking to you and previous coaches within the group and saying, you know, what do you want to be? And I just said, lean, healthy, happy. That's yeah. it. A happy, healthy armor. <laughs> really before this was designed i know you could have almost stole my tagline <laughs> but um and so that was always the drive it was always just about being fit and healthy mm-hmm. um and then even and then what's happened since then it was just getting that routine of being a, having a good diet going to a gym exercising regularly you know it kind of just happened and it was never the drive and it was never i need to be look like this to fit in i don't need to look like this for a photo shoot it was purely i enjoyed exercising it was a great relief from work and kind Mm -hmm. of stresses and strains from work and at the point i was starting to do that was to give me longevity in hockey which i've actually retired so the start of the season is now and i've just retired um although maybe there might be the odd foray out but anyway but that was completely about sport and about being healthy and happy yeah. mm. the the aesthetic am i happy yeah of course i'm delighted i mean literally i've never looked like this ever um and so yeah that was that photo shoot was quite something yeah um did you have your pizza on afterwards sorry when oh, when I, I saw pizza. andy like four days before <laughs> uh his shoot and he was like i just can't wait for a pizza i haven't had a pizza in two years no, i'm saving up yeah still not so not not yet so your shoot um, was like two weeks ago i know no but the thing is i want it to be a proper pizza i can't cope with anything it's going to be really nice pizza okay <laughs> 
and I want to share that moment with someone. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I, I'm it, available. Are you? Available for pizza? Hello. This is <laughs> this isn't a dating app. Is it? Like, yeah. Well, it could be. Well, it if, could if be. You now. want to take Andy out for pizza? Leave a comment. There you go. <laughs> so and uh, I've mentioned it to uh, one of my one of my good London friends yeah. who's been around holiday, and I'm like, going, we haven't called up for ages, and I said, yeah. let's go out, let's have a pizza. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so probably just do that. So hopefully in the next week, couple of weeks when I come yeah. back from holiday. I, I want to reverse through that red light that you just said about dating is not the most enriched. Okay. And I don't, I don't want to press you on it, okay, yeah, but yeah. I do want I do want to ask you about <clears throat> something the uh, gay community is accused of, or the uh, finger that's pointed a lot is being ageist. Yeah. Have you experienced anything like that where people have kind of used your age as, a, a, as an excuse, a reason or whatever to... No, I don't think so. <clears throat> and I think... What I've found in a lot of this process through before coming out, coming out that actually a whole load of issues are, are, are usually in my mind and my worries about other people's perceptions rather than the reality. Mm. So I, my kind of approach to dating is that I'm not thinking of it as dating, I'm meeting people and then who knows and if we kind of friendly and we like each other, we'll see what happens and we go mm. on from there. Mm. You know, and there are people that I've met through mutual friends who we've met up and had brunch who are 20 years younger than me, yeah. you know, and haven't been like, oh, you're 52. Mm, no, sorry, mate, bit past it. I've had none of that. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess that's one of the nice things about meeting people through mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. Rather and than I've met that. them through at a party, a house party, drinks outside, just okay. chatting away. Oh, that's good fun. Do you want to mm. catch up and meet again? And it, w- yeah. and it worked nicely. It takes the anonymity out of what can be on... Uh, dating apps can't where you look and you go uh, I don't know you you're just a picture on a screen you're not a real person yeah and uh, yeah and uh, you know I think people meet people however they want to meet people and Mm. everybody's going to do their own thing you know what works for one isn't going to work for another and that's the same for coming out it's going to be all of this process each person's going to have their own story their own reasons for why they've done what they've done and for me actually making a group of gay friends which I've never had before to then expand out of that and then mm. meet new people. And that is a kind of quite natural way for mm. me to meet new people yeah. and kind of, who knows? You know, mm. Prince Charming might just be outside that door right yeah. now mm-hmm. and I just need to open it. Arpan. <laughs> Arpan. <laughs> the next guest. <laughs> the next guest. <laughs> no, that, I think that is the best way, isn't it? When people say to us about like, oh, how would, what's the best advice for meeting someone or dating? And we always say trying, trying to find a community. Like I yeah. said, whether it's something like GMC, whether it's like, uh, a hockey club or you find a gay hockey club or something yeah, yeah. and then make friends naturally and that friend can introduce you to that friend and then and you never know like you said it it might start as friends and then it could become something more but you're taking the pressure off of off of it and that really works for me because i'm mm. i historically have been the person in a group of like strangers would just sit quietly in the corner and say nothing or if there's one person i knew that person i'd be like a limpet i'd never leave them <laughs> the whole day the whole night it would just be that would be it mm. So actually, for me, the idea of meeting people through friends in mm-hmm. a kind of like a like a like a very chilled out thing breaks all of that. So I've yeah. got a chance to chat and see mm-hmm. whether we can chat for any length of time and then work yeah. from there. But, you know, other people may say that apps work for them. And that's great. You know, yeah. who, go for it if that works yeah. for you. Yeah. For me, it 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 it's. It, it, it doesn't come. It doesn't sit well with no, me yeah. for some of the some of the things. But I think, you know, 
you know, it may be that people have met the most charming people, actually made the best friends through the apps. And it's not just been about dating, it's about yeah. hookup. And I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I think whatever works for you, you do. And whatever you feel comfortable, do. But yeah. certainly, I feel really fortunate that the age thing hasn't jumped up and yeah. bitten me yet. Yeah. Um, it might do. That's, if yeah. it does, so what? That's fine. It's not my problem. I can't change my age. Yeah, yeah. Um, people haven't talked about um, my um, the physical shape. I'm probably, I'm hoping that actually the shape that I'm in now isn't going to be a negative thing. Hopefully it'll be positive. Okay. But who knows? People may not like somebody who's like in, in whatever shape, think it's too vain. I don't know. Yeah. But I kind of think that I've just got to find someone who accepts me for who I am. 100%. Uh, and I'm, I'm now at that point where I'm accepting me. Mm. Um, and I don't want to change that. I don't want to change me for someone else. So however I meet the person that accepts me, I'll be very yeah. happy. Yeah. I, I think we, we can't get a better finish than that, I can know. we? <laughs> that is, it's just a very, well, I was, it's going to sound cringe. I was going to say that's a very happy, healthy way to end. And I'm like, oh, that's the name of the podcast. But there we go. <laughs> but one last thing to yeah. link it off then would be, what advice would you have to any older men out there that perhaps want to come out but haven't or do not want to come out but they kind of secretly do because they're watching our podcast? So uh, <laughs> so I think the it's finding a, a place or a person where you can start to talk mm -hmm. mm. because it's only when I started to talk that I understood that I could be open, I could be vulnerable, I could express things. So whether that's a professional counsellor, whether it's there may be some online like things through you could probably find it through so gay charities where they'll probably have helplines where you yeah. can call and be anonymous but to start that process where you can start having a chat and talking things yeah. and once you start talking and having somebody who understands or has some sort of insight to me that just changed everything mm -hmm. uh, so yeah so I'm very grateful that I found that yeah. through this group and through through uh, for my counsellor yeah. yeah amazing it's brilliant well last thing mate um as we always do on this yep. podcast, we usually have a recommendation that we give to the viewers, the listeners, but seeing as you're a guest, we're going to pass that honour <laughs> to you. Okay. Have you got a recommendation of something you've watched, used, it can be anything at all that is... It doesn't have to be gay-related, can be just... Yeah. Keegan literally recommended the toilet paper we used the other week. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, great. It's, it's, it's bamboo toilet paper. It's, recent. it's good for the planet. They deliver He's it obsessed. to you. It comes individually wrapped. It's called Who Gives a Crap? I've, alre I've, I've already plugged it. So. It's not about um, it. And it's also got a good name as well. And, and I'm not sponsored. Like, it's not a sponsored <laughs> ad. I'm not being paid. I just think it's cool. So it's unhealthy related. So, but oh, let's go for this. There's Aperol Spritz. I was quite a big fan of. I, yeah. I know you're a fan. I yeah. love Aperol Spritz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there is. I found this this thing uh, which through Majestics. I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say that. And it's just it's not the BBC. It's not the BBC. Other wine merchants They've got in there uh, a bottle which is sort of like a pre-made one, which oh, is wow. made from one of the champagne houses. Uh, and it's very tasty indeed. So, so an all-in-one mix then? No, it's already in a bottle, all for, yeah. all formally made. Pop the cork, out it comes, delish. Great alternative, no mixing, no oh, beautiful good. jugs waiting to be broken. Thank you. We know about this. Um, and Sangria if job. I can find the exact details of it, I will show it to you yeah. and then you can post it. Is that what you do? Yeah, we'll yeah. just... Yeah. We Andy's, Andy's got the gist. I've got the gist. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good. We did have a lemon limoncello spritz the other day. That was, was quite really nice. Yeah. It was a nectarine and apparel. Right. I also had one of those. So, so, Anything with so, a spritz so, 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 
always on this. Always on this. Uh, well, um, well, seeing as you're so good with the, do you want to say goodbye? Do the outro. <laughs> bye bye. Lovely to see you on Happy, Happy Homos. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for joining. If you're listening on YouTube, then please give the video a like and share it with someone. Leave us a comment down below. Yeah, leave us a review on wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Um, subscribe and if you want to get in touch with us drop us an email hello at happyhealthyhomo.com um, but just to finish up mate just I'm so proud of you yeah, thank you well Good done day. and thanks so much for coming on and like being open and vulnerable absolute pleasure you're a trooper pleasure. thank you yeah, see ya bye bye How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.